you know, when an admissions officer is looking at this, um, they will say, you know, so how do, does the student answer the question and how do they share a clear point or a couple points of new information for us and their application? And is this insight into their major or their career path? Hey there, my name is Lily and you're listening to Mindful Admissions, a podcast by Strive to Learn. This episode of Mindful Admissions is a live recording of our counselor Rachel at College Info Night, an event that we put on semi-frequently as a sort of virtual college admissions festival. In this session, Rachel talked about the UC Personal Insight Questions, or PIQs, and explained to attendees exactly how they work. Most importantly, in my opinion, Rachel instructed students on precisely how to write their PIQ responses in a way that stands out to the admissions officers who have to sift through hundreds of applications every day during application season. All right, I think that about covers it. Let's go to Rachel. Okay, so the UCs, um, as you know, there, as you might know, there are nine of them. Um, they have their own application process. So it's outside of any other applications that um, you might be finding for other schools like the Common App um, or the Coalition App. Those are two big ones, but UC does their own thing. Um, so the PIQs, instead of having um, like one big essay, uh, they, the PIQs are the personal insight questions. So they give you eight question options and you choose four of them that you feel pertain to you the most. Um, they each have a 350 word max uh, limit. And so they suggest that your response kind of falls between 250 and 350 words. And the goal is for you to be able to share more about who you are as a student, provide new information, maybe expand on something that was um, already mentioned on your application, but that you couldn't really talk about specifically, uh, like something in your activities section, um, and showcase different abilities or share something totally new that they didn't already ask you on your application and you didn't have a place to share them. There is that opportunity to share that in the PIQs. Um, so all questions have equal value. There's really not an advantage to answering one or another. They don't um, weight them at all in that way. Uh, each is equal. And uh, the UCs have been very explicit to say that these are not essays. So do not think of them as you are writing an essay in, in like an essay format. Um, so how do you choose which PIQs you wanna to respond to? This is um, your opportunity to tell your story and really make your voice and unique self come out on the paper. So you're gonna choose four that you relate to the most. Um, again, if there's something on your activities list that comes out that you really feel like you wanna expand on, this is a perfect place to do it. Um, you can share new information about yourself as well. And um, the goal is really for these admissions committees to learn more about you from your perspective and in your own words, which means that they don't want quotes from famous people or poems or songs. They just wanna hear you and your voice and your words. So um, how, do you write, how do you write your responses? So um, as, as I mentioned before, uh, these are not essays. They are very adamant about saying that these are not essays. So think about if you were sitting across from somebody and they asked you about a leadership experience to share. Uh, that is one of the questions that talks about 
something you've done as a leader in your life. Um, um, just how would you answer it if you were sitting across the table from someone? You're not going to think of flower, flowery language or, um, you know, you're just going to explain. So you only have 350 words. It's not that long. And that's very precious real estate, as we like to say, in terms of writing. Um, they don't want you to write what your counselor or teacher wants you to hear. Again, it's all your own words. Don't quote anything. You don't need to have a fancy hook to bring the reader in like you probably will want on a personal statement. This is really just all about you and answering that question um, as best you can. Um, also think about like, what, what are you comfortable sharing with, um, with strangers on an admissions committee? Um, you know, there's maybe some things in your life that you don't want to share with strangers. So um, thinking about that a little bit thoroughly. And of course, we're going to help you with these as well. Um, focusing on content, not style. So again, um, you know, we're not looking for hooks. Um, you definitely still want to make sure that you have good grammar and that it reads well, but uh, they're also not looking for that. Uh, we were at a conference, the UC conference for counselors last month, and um, they they were talking about how they're not English teachers and, you know, there are so many things that they have to read that they're not really looking um, to, you know, if they see an error or mistake, it's not going to necessarily hurt you. Um, they're not, they're not looking at your responses in that way. Um, so, you know, use I statements. This is again about your experience and be persuasive in your writing. Um, so I took this quote from the UC conference because I think that it is important and I'm just going to read it. It says, admissions readers are required to complete bias training every year. This means that a student can feel confident in sharing any topic with us, gender identity, substance abuse, learning disabilities, and more. We value the experience and what the student gained from the situation. We do not per penalize a student for circumstances they live through. Sharing their voice means that students talk to us in a plain and direct manner. So I think that's really important. And it kind of goes back to this. What do you want to share with a stranger? They're not going to, they're not going to necessarily um, discriminate because you're sharing about um, something, you know, terrible that happened to you or that you've, that you've been through. Um, so yeah, they just want to know who you are. Um, so use the six W's to guide you, the very basics, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. And being able to reflect on those six W's is really um, the key point here. So, you know, you're going to lay out the, your answer, give the, give, you know, the basics of everything, make sure that you're actually answering the question, and then um, making sure that you're reflecting on it and being um, thoughtful and saying, you know, uh, the reader, the reader can say, okay, so who cares that they were the captain of the soccer team? Um, like, what did you do as captain of the soccer team? How did you change your team? Like, what's the, so the, so what is kind of what they're, um, what they're going to ask themselves. So what, who cares that you had this experience? What did you, how do you reflect on it? Um, they're also very adamant about saying, don't look for online templates or examples that are out there because you're different. Don't compare yourself. You have your own story to tell in your own voice. Um, and that's really what's most important. So share information that admissions, you know, that's going to make you kind of come off the page and come to life. Um, again, you know, they're looking through so many of these applications and you are presenting yourself as many, many numbers and 
you know, here's my transcript, my classes, my GPA. Um, that could all look exactly the same as the next student. Um, but what's really going to set you apart is um, these, these essay, well, they're not essays, but these, <laughs> these answers to the questions that they're asking, um, as well as your activities list. Um, so also the how uh, we will be making sure that you're um, writing these responses outside of the application and then copying them into the application when you're ready to submit and when they're good to go. Okay, so what does a good response look like? Um, I also wanted to workshop this a little bit with whoever was gonna be on the call. So maybe Luke um, or maybe Dave, you can unmute yourself too and you guys can take a look at a couple examples with me um, in, in just a couple minutes. Um, so I, again, so I kind of mentioned this earlier, but if a student was gonna respond to the question that they ask about leadership, you shouldn't just say you were the team captain um, of your soccer team. That should already be listed in your activity. So they already know this about you. So again, back to the so what. So they don't need all this, you know, information about the grass or the soccer ball or, you know, anything that's like super descriptive. It's just tell us about you and this experience that you had. Um, uh, so how did you become team captain? What skills did you exhibit as this position? And what did you learn in the role? How were you successful as a leader? Um, why was that title important to you? And, you know, take, think about all those details and information, put them into a clear single response. So here's an example that they gave us. I'm actually gonna just make this smaller here. Um, you can also read this, but again, I'm just gonna read it out loud quickly. Um, so this is the, the biology ballerina. <laughs> um, so it says, as a young ballerina, I used to observe the older dancers feet and wonder how their entire body weight could be supported by the tips of their toes. I was unknowingly memorizing the anatomy that allowed me to perform on stage. My interest in the human body started with dance and continued in high school with courses like human anatomy. I was able to build upon the knowledge I had in dance class after years of ballet to support my classroom assignments. I began to understand the different muscles, bones, and organs that compose the body and also how their structure defines their functions. The more I learned about the body, the more questions I craved to have answered. Like point shoes supporting the dance, what other creations or technology can we combine to enhance a body, a dancer's performance? Biology allows me to make sense of the inner workings of my body on stage and off stage. It fuels my determination to expand my understanding of dance. So Luke, what did you think about that? It's a little bit of a shorter example. I will say that um, it's under, it's under 250 words. So if she was my student, I would be um, pushing her or him to um, expand on this a little bit more, but tell me what you, tell me your thoughts. I thought it was cool how it was more like a story versus like explaining. I mean, it's still explaining why and when, but it's not so much as like a textbook example. It's more of like your life story. I don't know if I really understood yeah. that right, but. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like she's combining a couple of interests here or the student, I should say, could, it could be a male too. Um, uh, 
uh, was combining a couple interests and saying like, oh, then I realized when I got into biology um, that I really had been thinking about this my whole life through ballet. Um, so, you know, when an admissions officer is looking at this, um, they will say, you know, so how do, does the student answer the question and how? Do they share a clear point or a couple points of new information for us and their application? And is this insight into their major or their career path? Which not every um, answer is going to give that necessarily. So I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. But because this is the one that, um, that talks about um, the question is, what is an academic subject that inspires you? Um, you know, most likely um, it's going to tie somehow to the major or the career path. Um, so they consider this to be a good response. And um, it's probably, again, a little bit short. So to make this is, this is what do you do to make your community or your school a better place. So this student says, to make my community a better place, I volunteer at my lo local soup kitchen. Homelessness is one of the most significant issues in my community and something I care deeply about. From the grocery store to the park, I saw homeless people everywhere in my community growing up and always wanted to do something to help. Each time I volunteer at the soup kitchen, not only do I get to help provide over 300 people with meals, but I get the opportunity to brighten their day. I always offer everyone dessert to make sure the children I serve leave happier. Nothing beats watching a little girl's face light up when I, hand, when I hand them chocolate cake covered in pink frosting and being able to communicate with people who would normally endure language barriers while seeking their only meals. I get to help Spanish speakers that come into the soup kitchen communicate their needs easier by being able to serve them in Spanish rather than have them struggle in English. Experiences like these teach me the importance of volunteering and donations. Seeing firsthand that donations are essential to supplying families with their weekly groceries motivated me, motivated me to organize food drives at my school. Through my participation in campus ministry, I encourage my classmates to donate non-perishable foods to our food drives held at school at least three times a year. Wherever I decide to attend college, I plan to get involved in student clubs that revolve around volunteering and giving back to the community. Okay, any feedback on this one? I actually really like this one and I feel like I can sort of relate to it even though it's not the purpose of this assessment but that's okay I actually like to um volunteer at a local hospital to bake things for the people staying there wonderful I love that so yeah okay we'll keep it up and that's something that we'll write about in a year <laughs> Uh, or maybe less than a year, we can start next summer if you decide you want to apply to UCs or you can work that into your personal statement as well. So Dave says, it does a good job of answering the so what question. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, this is actually um, another student of mine who's not a Waldorf student. Um, this is one of her answers currently, and it's still in a little bit of rough shape. Um, just in terms of, I want to help her with some sentence structures. And, you know, I personally think that maybe, you know, I'm not sure, um, you know, that information like, like nothing beats a little girl's 
uh, face lighting up when I hand her chocolate cake covered in pink frosting. You know, that might be, if, if her word count was a problem, then that's probably something that I would say, you know, that's maybe not a relevant piece of information for this, but um, it's still, it's, it's a nice reflection for sure. Um, you can tell that she enjoys what she does. Um, and, you know, there's, there's definitely some things here that need to be tuned up a little bit, but I really think that she's um, very much on the right track uh, with getting her point across of how she helps her community be a better place. Um, so there's a number of worksheets that the UC offers as well um, on their website and each uh, school also has their own kind of school branded uh, version of, of the PIQs, although they don't change. Um, they are the same eight questions. Um, so the current questions, these could also change a year from now, but um, currently these are the eight. Describe an example of your leadership experience in which you've positively influenced others, help resolve disputes or contributed to group efforts over time. Um, every person has a creative side, number two, and it can be expressed in many ways, problem solving, original and innovative thinking, and artistically to name a few. Describe how you express your creative side. And then they have little prompts under each one to kind of push it a little bit more. Um, number three is what would you say is your greatest talent or skill? How have you developed and demonstrated that talent over time? Number four is describe how you've taken advantage of a significant educational opportunity or work to overcome an educational barrier you faced. Number five is describe the most significant challenge you've faced and the steps you've taken to overcome this challenge. How has this challenge affected your academic achievement? So that one's pretty personal, but then ties in academics with it. Um, and number six, think about an academic subject that inspires you, describe how you have furthered this interest inside and or outside the classroom. Um, number seven, what have you done to make your school or community a better place? And eight is beyond what has already been shared in your application, what do you believe makes you stand out as a strong candidate for admissions to University of California? So it's kind of nice that they offer that last one um, because you know, if you are feeling like you're a little bit, mm, I don't really know which ones I want to answer, or I have three, but there's nothing that really fits into me talking about, you know, this part of my life, then that last question is pretty flexible. Um, and very much up to the student. If there's any other questions, please let us know. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening. As we continue to produce episodes of this podcast, you can follow along on our website, www.strivetolearn.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for future episodes, and don't forget to subscribe. As we're launching this podcast, we'd appreciate any support you can give, including likes, downloads, shares, and good reviews. Got something you want to learn about? Ask us questions in the comments, or DM us on Instagram at Strive to Learn Tutoring. Get the latest updates in the college admissions world, and be the first to receive exclusive offers when you subscribe to our newsletter by visiting our website, www.strivetolearn.com. Thanks for sticking around, and I'll see you next time.